Welcome to Coles on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jessica. And today is May 14th, 2023, Mother's Day. And instead of a regular show where we talk about a certain topic, we're going to have a sort of mashup or, um, what did I call it earlier? Um, the Mother's Day... Free for all? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Basically, we're just going to talk and see if it comes into a good podcast or not. So, happy Mother's Day, everybody. I don't know if we've got mothers listening, but happy Mother's Day. I know there's at least three. I think everybody has You listen has to a our mother. podcast. <laughs> I listen to our podcast. Mom all listens to the podcast sometimes. I wonder if your mom listens. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe. Maybe there's some wannabe moms out there or wannabe in the future moms. Not naming names, though. Not naming names. But we want to say hello and thank you. You know, so, Charlie, what's one thing you've appreciated about your mom growing up? Uh, that she always did whatever she could to make sure that we had what she couldn't have. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that before. Because mom, mom had a difficult time as a kid. And she always made an effort to make sure we didn't have to have that same difficulty growing up. Yeah. She loves you guys. Oh, yeah. In and out. Backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Spankings on the butt. Yep. <laughs> what I appreciate about my mom, something that, like, just always comes to mind is her, her willingness to host others and her love for those people. Like... She could barely know you, but she was willing to let you stay there. I I brought so many people home that she didn't know and she didn't care. She was just happy they were there and that I was there. <laughs> and she'd have these parties <laughs> and host. I, I think there were a couple parties. We probably had at least 150 people at the house. And water slides and three or four pulled porks, butts, and just all kinds. I mean, my parents bought this house and it wasn't huge in Fairhope, Alabama and then they added on double the amount of square footage. It wasn't huge and then it was huge, massive. Massive. And the and like everything they added on other than the laundry room. That was the only utility type area that they had added on. The rest of it was just living space. So we went from this teeny tiny living room not a great bit built deal bigger than the the little shed that we record this podcast in to having a massive living area oh, and dining room. Like, Oh, the dining room was the size of the shed. I thought you said the living room. <laughs> well, like, I said the living room. It oh, was yeah, only no, about it wasn't double the size, this. It wasn't the size of the it shed. It wasn't big. <laughs> it felt tiny because we had that big living room furniture. But they too. didn't have any curtains in the big addition and they yeah. had all these nice open windows. So It was very open. It was nice. Sometimes you, you'd catch a show. Sometimes, but we, we didn't run around like that. <laughs> not often enough, anyway. <laughs> not you and I, for sure. No, not us. <laughs> but anyway, that was, that was fun times. And she would just open her arms and heart to anybody that walked in and um, just smiling, laughing all the time. Always laughing. So I, I've always loved that about my mom. And things have changed a little bit. They now live in basically a tiny home. It's a motor home. <laughs> but um, 
she still keeps all her serving ware so that she can have it again one day. Oh, that's strange. I've got two bugs crawling on me. <laughs> it's like you've been out pruning the tomatoes or something, and I don't think you have been. No. <laughs> that's something I need to do, though. i got to get out there and... Cut the suckers. One, i got to look up how to do it with my... My mom showed me today. Well, I mean... Well, that's pinching the suckers out, but you still have to prune the rest of the... See, there's two things you have to do. Okay. You prune below the flowers that are currently growing because you want all the the ability to go there. And with tomato plants, airflow is a big deal. So the less room you have for mildew and mold growth and wetness on the bottom side of it, uh -huh. the better your plant can grow. So you've got your leaves up at the top that are catching all the sunlight, mm -hmm. which shade out the other leaves. So these leaves don't do as much as they... So you cut all the, the bottom leaves off up to wherever the fruit's at. And then, to keep the, the stem going straight, where you don't have these branches out, you pinch the suckers out of... Because you'll have a... Your, you have your main vine, and then you've got... Where, like, you've got leaves coming off. Mm -hmm. Well, where the leaves come off, out of that little V, that Y notch that it creates, you get a sucker... And that sucker will grow and become its own vine. Okay. And so but, you have to cut those out because that will zap all the energy away from this fruit down here on the bottom. Okay. Well, I, do, I guess I'm just thinking about the fact that there's so many leaves that come out from it. So are you having enough sunlight for the photosynthesis for the plant? Yeah. If you're cutting Yeah, because off. those bottom leaves, as the plant grows bigger, yeah, you lose more and more ability of these leaves to actually catch sunlight. Okay. So is that actually going to make the stalk a bigger stalk? Then no. for the actual plant? No, the stalk Because you stays, need a good it solid stays, stock, right? It stays the same size. Okay. I mean, it'll get, it'll grow, but it's not going to get, like, bigger around. Okay. Because my grandmother has a, two beautiful ones on the back porch. Her ones in her garden are still pretty skinny stalks, but the stalk's nice and big, like, probably, probably an inch in diameter. You should see the ones that Papa has out in base. his garden. Oh, I, have, I didn't go look out there. They've got... They've got lots of tomatoes planted. So we'll see. He's got blooms on all of his. He's got little squashes all over his squash plants. Oh, that's awesome. He's got peas planted. Ooh, I should have gone out there. Anyway, so we like we like looking at the garden stuff. It's pretty exciting. we got to throw our peas out in the yard and get them planted. Yeah, we do. But anyway, we weren't necessarily going to talk about gardening, but here we are. This is a... This is a... A mashup! Free-for-all. Free-for-all! Today is Mother's Day, and I took a lead from a Facebook post somebody else had done on one of the pages I followed, and I just thought she was brilliant. She's like, I made a list this year of what I want for Mother's Day. And you've gotten half of it. And I've gotten half of it. I'm not sweeping the floors, though, so that's where it ends. Excuse me. So in the list, it doesn't necessarily mean that you like write out all these things you want to have bought for you. It's like how you expect the day to be. Because women are notorious for what, Charlie? For not telling anybody what it is they actually want. Yes. So and I And being mad about it because they can't read a mind. Exactly. So the idea is that you write down the reasonable expectations you have for your spouse or your loved ones. And then you might actually get what you want. So, do you feel like I was reasonable in my requests? Well, you didn't request them. You wrote them down and passively aggressively left them on the counter well, I was still for me on to it. read 
and internally digest for up to two weeks prior to Mother's Day. Was that a good system, though? Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did get most of what I want. We haven't had dinner yet, although, so you haven't cleaned the kitchen. Although you did night. give me a cop-out, because you told me that I could either get you a present or do what you had on your list. No, well, my okay, my list was... But you got the both first anyway, thing, so don't complain. The first thing was really important. I didn't want to have to wake you up. I woke up. For one Sunday. I woke up. My husband has difficulty waking up with an alarm clock. He's one of the I'll snooze five times kind of people. And that irritates me because I've probably been woken up at least twice during the night from children. I force myself to to sleep in a societally correct sleeping pattern. <laughs> and thus I have a difficult time waking up early in the morning. That's what it is. Do you really think that or do you think you just lack... No, it's called I saw that on Facebook and it fits <laughs> what I want it to fit. So that's now my explanation. <laughs> that is it. I have a need. See, that's the good thing about finding stuff <laughs> on the internet. To stay up late. You can curate what it is that you want to fit your narrative. But you don't necessarily work late on things. Well, because I'm wore out because I had to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I guess. If I... Look, when I was in college, the amount of times I stayed up to like 2 o'clock in the morning and I woke up at 10 and was fine the rest of the day was... It, it was an exponentially better day than when I would go to sleep at 8, wake up at 6 for my 8 o'clock class, yeah. and fall asleep right around 9 o'clock. Okay. I mean, I guess that would actually be better. Let's say this podcast hits it off, guys, right? We'll be recording it and around 2 a.m. <laughs> Charlie will be doing his solo episodes at 2 a.m. while the kids are asleep, but then they're still going to wake him up around 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So remember, how will that work out? I don't know. Cause, <laughs> well, because I worked night shift at one point, and actually, we actually enjoyed that a lot better, and I got better, more restful sleep, because I was coming home at one thirty, and then sleeping until 8. Yeah, it was better in every way, except the fact that I was still teaching afternoon. Well, yeah, I mean... I, still, I had afternoon classes, and I had to find someone to watch the kids, and for some reason... It was more difficult for my grandmother to watch them at that time. It was only on Monday. Well, we how many kids? We, only had? we had two, right? Jojo was born, or was I pregnant with Jojo? Maybe Adelaide was just Ooh, too know. hard to take with me at that point, or something. I don't know. I feel like I was either pregnant with him, or I just had him. Maybe I feel like we accomplished more during the day, though, because I was. Man, I wish they'd have a night shift and I'd go back on night shift and we could just find somebody to take care of the kids. Cause like that, a nanny? Well, because from 8 o'clock to 1 o'clock when I had to leave to go to work, it's during the day. You can do so much during that time versus from, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. to 6 o'clock in the morning. So do workplaces think that you can be more productive at their place if you are there during that productive time of the day, though? Is like, is that the reason that we have? I don't know. This eight to, what is it? Eight to five that most people work. Eight to five. Eight to four thirty. Nine to five. Thirty, depending on if they pay you for lunch or not. I don't know. I don't know either. I think the forty-hour work week is just poo-poo insert the word you want to right there. I don't think it 
really is most well, effective in all cases, at least. If you can uh, successfully manage and run a podcast where you don't have to work 40 hours a week, good for you. Yep. It all comes down to demand of services, right? Whether or not you are needed to do what you need to do versus whether you're doing something for somebody else. Whether or not you can risk something in order to go out on a limb and do something on your own versus having no ability to risk and having to work for somebody for a steady paycheck. I don't know where we're going with this, but... I don't either. So, anyway. Mash up! <laughs> and we're not going to edit this episode either. It'll be just like this. Aren't you guys lucky? It's like you're in the room with us while we're chatting. So, that today's been great. I didn't have to wake him up. He woke up Adelaide. I, I had we, to wake her up. We together... Because... We Quickly, steamed last ready. night to get you flowers and a card. <laughs> and I tried to get her up so she'd get the flowers out of the fridge. Oh. That she kept telling you not to go in. Don't go get milk, Mommy. We don't need milk. Don't go oh, outside to get milk. that's why she was saying that. <laughs> but she didn't get up in time to get the flowers, so I had to get them up and cut the flowers and put them in the vase and all that. Mm, good daddy. So, anyway, I got that. We'll see. I, I did ask that he make sure he cleans the kitchen so I can take a bath. We'll see if the bath happens. Sometimes the children keep me from being able You to took bath. a shower this morning. That should cover the bath. I'm thing. talking li- in lounging in the bathtub with the water to my hips because the bathtub is too short to enjoy more. <laughs> in the yellow bathtub in the children's bathroom. No, it's not yellow. <laughs> it's mustard. It's... A is it must- green. It's that mustardy green from the seventies. Hey, but that's Vogue now. That's Vogue. But it's it's got all of cracks those, in the surface. All of the old seventies colors. Alright, so tell them what we saw in Wrangler store when we went in there the other day. <laughs> it was all the greens and the mustards in like shirts and No oh, No 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 the pants. It was the bell bottom jeans. They had bell bottom jeans, which I guess is kind of high waisted bell bottom jeans in the Wrangler store. And all my students who are like teenagers right now are wearing the the high waist pants with the cut off shorts shirts, guys. So I feel like we're in some type of weird seventies slash late eighties vibe and trends with the young people. And I'm over here with my millennial hair slicked to the, like, the side part <laughs> in the comfy mom clothes with spit up and snot on it. That, that, that's me currently. But, you know, that's the, the stage of life we're in. It's fun. Young kids just don't know what mistakes they're making. They don't know. They don't know. I, I really don't care. In about, 20, I, in about 20 years, they'll look back and go, why did I wear that burnt orange sweater and those avocado green crocs? <laughs> I thought it was funny when hair scrunchies came back in style. Because I was the person, my mom, okay, here here we go, back to moms. My mom bought us a giant tackle box to put all of our hair accessories in. And the whole bottom section was full of hair scrunchies. I'm talking about, like, 
the is it called vellum like the the fuzzy velix 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 scrunchies and well, like well i mean they're no you know what i'm talking about though the the velix is a brand by west point stevens and that was a blanket yeah so i don't know velix. what it's the uh is it called velour it's not velour what's that called I don't know the shiny material where it's little. It's almost like shag. it's almost like anyway. suede or something like that. It's yeah, I know what suede, you're talking about. But it's that those kind, and then we had just the cloth ones, and some were giant, and some were a little bit smaller. Most of them were giant though; they were pretty big. And oh my goodness, and all that would be in right now, all of it. And then we had the little clips; they were little butterfly clips Imagine. from the Dollar Tree that we'd put in our hair. We would weave our hair at the top. We'd take little sections and weave it and then have the little butterfly clips everywhere. If you had the fourth the forethought to save all that stuff, I you could make a to. killing on it right now. I probably could. Vintage hair scrunchies, nineteen ninety eight. I paid a dollar, paid me fifteen. Selling for ten dollars a piece. <laughs> I didn't want to keep all that stuff. My mom asked me she may even still have some of it. But I ended up getting rid of a lot of it because I was like, I don't have space. We got married and we moved into a little apartment, a little one bedroom, 600 square. It wasn't even 600 square feet. It was like 550. It was as much, as many square feet as it was the payment that we paid. So it was 550 <laughs> square feet. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't, I was like, no, nothing extra. And anyway, that was when they were trying to sell their house too, so. No, that was before then. They were talking about it, though. They were looking in tiny homes. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Since we've been married, there's a lot gone on. <laughs> Speaking of hair crunchies, scrunchies. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I found a video on Facebook. So, my granny would make... She crocheted. And if you don't know, crochet is like one of the only not tying techniques that robots can't do. Because... For whatever reason, the single needle and the loops and having to hook the chains into each other is too complicated. I didn't know that. Knit, yeah. So knitting is easier because it's no hooks. It's well. It's a it's a fluid motion. You you build up on one side and then you flop them over to the other and you're working back and forth and it builds the chain bigger and bigger. Okay. Crochet, you create a chain, and then you have to work back the other way. So you, there's too much articulation okay. in order to make it automated or something like that. I read an article about it on Google. So if you want to fact check me, you're welcome to. But somebody posted a crochet doll that apparently can give birth to a baby <laughs> with a placenta attached. You can unbutton the umbilical cord and placenta from the baby <laughs> and then you attach the baby to the mother's breast to feed yeah he he sent me the little clip it, it's the size of a of a barbie doll it is like, it's small it's not big like it i'm pretty impressed with the fact that she can do it that it's pretty freaking amazing and now the quest is to find out who it is that actually makes the thing and buy one uh, guys, I'm. We're not kidding. Because she literally has anatomically a whole, correct. Anatomically correct, and it comes through the little crocheted doll's vagina. I mean, it's strange. <laughs> it's, uh, it is. You know, and I'm all for, 
you know, teaching kids about atomically correct birth. But I'm just wondering. I I don't know how I feel about this particular doll. I'm not sure. In, in On one hand, I think it's kind of neat. And the other hand, I think it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Are you trying to find her on Etsy? I think I found a similar one. It's not, maybe not exactly the same. But there's a video. It looks like. It's similar. It's a lot like it. It is. There must be a... Why is... See... I don't know. There must be a pattern Oh, wait, there somewhere. it goes. There it goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's got a C-section stitch, too. Like, no. I, I think so. Like, look, there's the No, thing. that's just the way they have to connect oh, the body okay, to okay. the... That's, that's the crochet. That's why you can't do it with a robot, because it has all the complicated con connection points. Uh, this does look a little bit bigger than a Barbie. But it's it's still not as big like a as a giant doll. Like I would expect if someone was gonna make something like this, it'd be big, you know. And for some reason, like this the dolls work. that I had when I was a kid, we had some of those oh, puppies, and the puppies would have. Things. Oh no! This yep, that's it. Nope, we found it. <laughs> and it even comes with like a little swaddle to swaddle the baby with. After this may not born. be exactly the same one as what we saw, but it's close. It's a hundred and one dollars on sale. That one was at least. Man, I don't know. What do you think? You think? One of our one of our little girls needs this doll, Charlie. I don't know. It's just that's. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> Do you think a grandmother would get that? For oh wait, here's one that's sixty five dollars. That's the baby. Pregnancy doll with baby. Oh, no. oh so... nope. This doesn't have the attachments. Oh. I mean, that's a lot of work, though. I know. Like, that would take well over ten hours to make. You know what I mean? I would think. Maybe not, but I would think it'd take over 10 hours to make that doll, so that's less than $10 an hour. Right? Did I do that right? Yeah, it's less than $10 an hour, but... Anyway. Crocheted, crocheted Barbie with baby that comes out of her um, Netherland region. What do you guys think? <laughs> Whatever. You didn't call it that earlier. <laughs> We're going to have this thing flagged. This thing flagged is explicit <laughs> for some reason. We don't know why. <laughs> Physiological body parts mentioned in this video. Maybe it should be a warning on this. Crash. Don't let your kids listen to it. Unless they know better. Look, we have taught our boys the word for the male part. I know that. And there's a reason. And, the, oh, and our girls for their parts. I know that. And there's a reason. Guys, if you don't know the reason, many um, many people, like doctors and stuff, will recommend teaching your children atomically correct body parts so that if something does happen, which you would never, ever want to happen, and your child is... No. Well, that I, is usually it. Like I didn't think that's what you were going to say. Oh. I thought you were going to say is for some reason they had a problem. Oh, they could easily tell you where well, the problem that is. was. That, that's it. So, like, instead of having a mix-up because your child comes to you saying someone touched my flower and, like, not knowing exactly what that means, they actually use the term, you know, vagina or whatever it is. You're not using cutesy terms. You're actually able to find out legitimately where the, t the part is that, you know, there was an issue with. So, it's, a, it's an education thing. It doesn't have to make you 
turn red and look the other way to use the words that we don't run around shouting them all the time either. But it could happen if you teach them the words. <laughs> there was one time Cass or er, er, Joe ran in there. Ouch! My my penis hurts. <laughs> oh no, buddy! Let's take care of that. We got some ointment here. <laughs> it is helpful, isn't it? And I said this episode wasn't going to be edited. <laughs> So what else have you seen on Facebook that's interesting? Oh, hold on. I had a, I had a thought five minutes ago, or two and a half seconds ago, and I forgot what it was. Before I befuddled you? Yes. It had to do... I was looking through this book right here that's falling apart, and it reminded me of... Um... So what else you got for us, Charlie? <laughs> why do I have to have something? Because <laughs> why do I have to have something? It's Mother's Day. <sighs> All right, fine. So I saw on Facebook... Where, so I like to watch this guy named Chubby Emu on YouTube, and he does like these ER horror stories. You know, so and so presented with this issue, and they found out that it's because he drank a lava lamp because he was drunk or something stupid. Oh my gosh! Right, but so this guy on it's either Instagram or Facebook he says, "Woman presents with." symptom of no period for 13 weeks and the doctor palpates her abdomen and finds a mass and so he says all right well let's get a ultrasound to find out what it is turns out it's a 13 week old baby probably 14 or 15 at that point and it was not in the uterus it was in the abdomen and the placenta was attached to the liver oh my goodness so, they allow the woman to carry the child to 34 weeks gestation, take the child via abdominal surgery, so cesarean section, and they leave the placenta in place, and the body reabsorbed it. That's amazing. Now, whether or not the mother and the baby lived, I don't know. You know, like, these, they don't have enough context at the end, but it seems as if Everything worked out well in the end. So Yeah. It's it's really interesting how things like that happen in it. Like that is a case that the mom would have just died probably. And yeah. the baby. Yes, yes. That, that Back would, in the day. So no that one is known. that is one of those instances where we're thankful for technology and surgery. <laughs> like that is one of those times. So Yes, but this is not that episode. <laughs> this is not that episode, but we did bring it up. We had an episode. It was uh, like episode seven or eight about a midwife. You can go listen to that if you want to know our opinion on certain things. Yes. Like my crazy birth story for the last baby. Um, what else? How Charlie caught the baby. I may be getting a 3D printer. Maybe. And... There's a couple of projects that I kind of want to do. All right, so, all right, hold on. Remember the universal accessory kits we talked about? Yes. So they can be as big as you want them to be or as small as you want them to be. Yes. Well, the 3D printer will allow me to create um, two-inch diameter caps 
that fit on the cardboard tube of a duct tape roll. Okay. And so what that allows for is for you to take and put like a, a one of those small um, tubes of super glue, a little bit of string, some other things inside the insert in, the interior portion of a duct tape roll. Put two caps on it, and now you've got a universal accessory kit that's as, as big as a duct tape roll with that inside portion filled up. Could you just use a Tupperware container? See, the thing is, is that the duct tape is still accessible. Oh, I see, I see. And you okay, can okay. use it okay. we're, without we're having talking. to access okay. the inside. I see. So you're talking about not just the tube, but the actual whole roll of duct tape. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, how does the cap go on, though, with... It's friction fit. It's fit to where it's got... Oh, to the inside of the it's tube. It's got, like, okay. three nubs, okay. and it fits inside the tube. And so, my idea, there's a guy, I don't remember his name, but he runs a website called, um, something or other. I don't, I honestly don't remember. But he hasn't, like, done a whole lot since he created the thing and then posted it. His, his whole thing is he's, like, from Norway. And he wants to make sure that people have the right to repair. Because, you know, that's been a big issue. Especially with, like, John Deere tractors. Right. John Deere doesn't want you to be able to fix that on your own. They want you to bring it to a repair shop. Owned by them. They repair it. Right? So he keeps right. it within the company. But this whole thing, it's like, what can we do to empower people to repair their own items at home? And so he came up with the idea of the two caps for the roll of duct tape. Well, that's pretty ingenious. That's that's like really thinking. But there's one problem. Okay. When you use a 3D printer, most 3D printers print with PLA, which is a plastic that gets soft at around like 130 degrees Fahrenheit. So that would not work well in a car. So if you leave it in your car, there's a chance that it could malform the the ends and then they fall out and then you lose all your stuff. Okay. So my thought was to make a piece that you can it actually goes all the way through instead of just poking into the ends and then you have cardboard because it's only like a a half inch into the thing so you've got a large section in the middle that's not actually connected. But it slides all the way through and then the top part screws onto it. Okay. I don't know. Nothing it's I, just a, a good idea. thought. But you're essentially create at that point creating a container. You can create that is contained inside of the yeah. the tube for yeah, the yeah. duct tape. Okay. So you create a universal accessory kit within a roll of duct tape. Oh, that's a tiny one though. Can you let go of your big bags? It's not for me. For other it's people. It's for other people. The minimalist preppers. For whoever wants one. <laughs> They'll be on my Etsy shop for five dollars. No, actually, don't no. say price. No, no, no. It'll be the cost of whatever goes in it, and then my labor for printing it. There you go. That's what it'll right. be. All right, guys. Do we have any listeners that are interested in this? Make sure that you leave a comment. And let us know in the bottom. And if we have anybody from a up north, where? there's no comments on any of the podcasters. You have to oh. leave a review. At the website, or there is. Go to our website and leave yeah. a comment on the page specifically for this episode. There you go. But you can do it.
It's not hard. Or find it. us on Facebook at Coles on the Coast. I'm or usually Instagram pretty... Coles on the Coast podcast. Oh yeah, sorry. Or Twitter Coles on the Coast. I do nothing there. I need you to quit your job. So you Speaking can of, all right. So here, let's go. Let's venture off into another fairy tale land for a minute. Thursday or Friday, Elon Musk announced that the um, new Twitter CEO would be this lady that apparently has ties to the World Economic Forum. Okay. If you know anything about the World Economic Forum, they're the ones that kind of orchestrated certain events that happened over the last three years. And Oh, with the certain medical procedures? Came up with a thing called the Great Reset. Oh. Oh, okay. And they had several different advocates, including the current king of England. Oh, so what could this be about? Is this a conspiracy theory? Are we talking a conspiracy theory? No, this basically means that Elon Musk is what I thought he was the whole time. He's a snake. All he does is do things to appease people and then create a whole bunch of... Twitter became a free speech platform for about eight months. That means that all the free speech people decided to post on Twitter share their thoughts and opinions about everything that was going on. Now there's a record in the history of all these people sharing their thoughts and Ooh. feelings about what's going on and didn't get censored. So now, when the World Economic Forum wants to know who needs to be silenced, they have a whole list. Man. Of all these people that have gone on this platform and freaking... Let their voice be heard. So are you scared? I don't post anything on Twitter. <laughs> you post as much on Twitter as you do talk at a party. Thank you very much. <laughs> you speak only when you're spoken to. And not for very long. <laughs> you are lucky that I talk as much on this podcast as I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So is there an option other than Twitter that people can get their community uh, itch done? From what I understand. Or Facebook or Instagram, which kind of irritate me at this point. From what I understand, it's a thing called Bitcoin. I mean, Noster. <laughs> Noster is like a blockchain uh, deal. You actually have to have a specific address set up. And it's somewhat complicated, but in the end... It's a decentralized social media system that runs similar to Bitcoin. And yes, I understand that there's a lot of heartburn over Bitcoin because of its volatility and its likeliness to dissipate and go away. But whatever. It doesn't you, seem to be going away, though. You can have that opinion or, or not. I mean, the the stock exchange that we know has only been around since 19... since when the Great Depression... But I don't Indeed. think you have to be into Bitcoin to, to do Noster. All the Bitcoiners, well, not all the Bitcoiners, most of the people so far have been Bitcoin fans. But It helps if you understand how Bitcoin works, because Noster works the same way. You have a blockchain, which when you post something, it creates code on the blockchain that cements your post in the internet. Yeah. Well, right. it's like a website. So you can't go back and like just delete it. It's always going to say, hey, this was posted at this time here. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same way on your social media websites, but instead of just being on this 
um, because it goes to the protocols, right? So it'll always be on these protocols that you can come see through the clients, which I know that sounds like a lot of nobody. I don't know what you're talking about. You've listened to more about Noster. I have listened to more. And I have. There's an ebook available for Noster for 99 cents from a man that I know of. I don't know him personally, but I've emailed him and talked to him. I'll probably have to figure it out on my own. I'm not going to have to get it by his book. But if you want to, Brian Oleskovic of the Lots Project has a little ebook about how to set up a Noster profile if you want to go look it up. And if you don't want to do that, there's lots of videos on YouTube where people who are trying to get this going have like put screenshots up and done really good explanations actually. So it's I don't think it's actually as complicated as it sounds. The definitions of the terms can wear you down until you start to understand what they mean and then it's pretty simple. I think the the thing that helped me the most was the recent episode with Jack Spearco and oh what was his name? Guy somebody that he recently did this last week and it was very helpful in kind of dumbing down to normal language what Nostra is and how it works and how to get started on it in a very simplistic type form. So um Anyway, I believe that Coles on the Coast will be going to Noster very, very soon. Maybe today if I have an extra couple <laughs> minutes after this. But, uh, so if you are on that platform or are interested in that, come follow us there. Or whatever you do there. I think it's follow. I don't know. But, Charlie, if somebody likes the content they've heard today, or, well, maybe not today, but on our episodes, on our podcast... How can they help support us so we can continue to do these episodes? Well, that depends on what you want to do. If you want to subscribe and pay monthly, you can go to Subscribestar. Don't expect anything special there because it's just a social media page that we don't post anything to. <laughs> if you would like us to do something where you can support us once and then not support us again, we'll create a buymeacoffee.com profile. And we'll create a wish list as a, to, um, in order to give you an idea of the things we're trying to work toward. So one of them is a computer. We would like to have a better, newer computer that can process and do things rather than this $100 MacBook or what is this, an iMac that we bought that allows us to record outside in the shed and not on a Windows 8 laptop. So if you'd like to donate to that, we could put that on a wish list, and then you know what you're donating to. Uh, otherwise, if you're local to Coles on the Coast, and you live in Baldwin County, you can call Jessica. And if you want to learn violin or piano, she will teach you. And, yeah, that's Jessica's violin and piano lessons. Yeah, we have student recitals at least once a year sometimes twice a year and if you don't want to play you don't have to play yeah that's that's up to you but you have an opportunity to play at least once a year in front of people and then if you want to support us through charlie's small engines i am always available except between the hours of 6 a.m and 2 30 p.m that's when i work my day job unless i have enough people that call me and ask me to work on their small engines. Then you will say, 
so long. And then I may be available more often. Um, but if you like, I can drive to your place. I, I charge a fee for house calls. But in Foley, it's only $10. Outside of Foley, it's $20. That just makes sure that I don't drive to your house to look at a lawnmower that has no problem. Yep. Right? Because if I drive 30 minutes away from my house, that's an hour round trip. That's at least $4.5 in gas in an hour of my time that I could have spent doing something else. So I have to justify being able to do it. Right. That's why I charge a travel fee. Or if you'd rather not do that, you can bring your item to me. I can check it out. If it's good, bad, whatever, I'll fix it, and then you can take it on your way. There you go. So there you have it, everybody. If you want to support us, you can do so in those manners. Give us a call. Check out our website at www.colesonthecoast.com. And be on our lookout for our new Noster. We'll post our public key. We'll explain how to do it later on. Yeah, there you You'll go. You'll figure it out. Thanks. See you later. So, speaking of Mother's Day, I went to Walmart to get my mom a flash drive so that we can make her a electronic photo album for her electronic picture frame. Right? Because... It's a gift and, that and keeps I, on giving. I'll talk, I talked to her, and she doesn't have any pictures of Casper, and she doesn't have any picture of Arabella. Oh my gosh! So our last two children, <laughs> she has no record of... In her photo albums. But while we were there, Adelaide says, hey, we need to get Mama a card. I said, okay. So we go over there to get the cards. And the boys grab this, this singing bear off the, the shelf next to the what? cards. They've got the whole Father's Day display set up. No way. <laughs> right next to the Mother's Day cards. It's like, wait. <laughs> yes, it's only like four weeks it's only a month out right but we can't even have it like a, a one week that we don't even have the dads involved whatsoever and then so i say i say something like that i said well i guess we can't get away with having mother's day without making sure the fathers don't feel left out and then adelaide says yeah we can't let the daddies feel left out <laughs> how sweet it's like oh my gosh it's at least all this just crap. Please don't go and buy your dad a piece of crap that says best dad ever. <laughs> what about a coffee cup? A really cool no, coffee cup. No, they had the coffee cups. They had the beer steins. They had the little <laughs> dancing bears. They had all of it that said best dad ever on them. Yes, your dad wants to know that he's the best dad ever. But you can do that in much better ways than a coffee cup that says it. You know, my dad still wears his, his shirt I got him for Father's Day that says best and then it spells out dad with music notes on the music staff and then that's different that's ever. different it, it's not just a, a straight up he is musically inclined he has music as his career and he it, likes corny jokes it fits all the categories <laughs> don't do something stupid like go get a robotic bear that sings oh my god oh what does it i don't even remember what song it was but it was so irritating that i'd have the kids just throw it back up on the shelf and Shut it off. What about a crazy bass? Unless the crazy bass is connected to several other crazy fish that <laughs> sings the sea shanty song, like the one that we saw on YouTube. No, don't bother with it.